Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good Saturday morning, fellow animal lovers, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and I'm thrilled that you've tuned in this morning, and that's because one of my favorite rescuers is getting ready to check in and talk about the great work her organization does with retired racing greyhounds that are looking for families. It's Joyce McRory, and I've known her about 20 years, which is when my husband and I adopted our former racing greyhound captain, who has since crossed over the Rainbow Bridge and is no doubt chasing all the pet rabbits up there. But back to Joyce. She is a tireless worker who puts so much of herself into rescue, and she has some great stories. Then, after our halftime break, Shauna McCabe from ROLDA, a rescue organization that helps street animals in Romania, has some updates and stories that are truly remarkable. I always try to put the spotlight on rescuers everywhere who are doing such wonderful work, and I think you're all going to enjoy the tales with happy endings that these two ladies will be sharing, so keep your radio tuned to KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be back momentarily. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and joining me now is Joyce McRory, an amazing woman who has been involved in Greyhound Rescue for decades. Hi, Joyce. Now, that makes me sound very old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're young at heart, right? Uh, yes, let's hope so. <laughs> How long have you been doing Greyhound Rescue? Uh, well, our group that we, we're with now, we've been, you know, we were first Greyhound Pets of America and then Fast Friends. That would be 18 years. But before that, we were with another group. So I guess it's more like maybe 20, 25 years there you go, decades, <laughs> <laughs> technically. So what is your favorite thing about doing this kind of work? Um, playing with the dogs, I think, really. Um, it's, um, it's a very rewarding kind of thing. Um, the greyhounds are just wonderful dogs, and they seem to attract wonderful people. So over the years, we have been surrounded by a whole lot of really good people, um, good friends now, and of course, there you go, we have, in fact, we just brought in our 3,368th Greyhound. Wow, congratulations. That's a lot of dogs. <laughs> that, that is a lot of dogs. And do you have a, a shelter or some kind of facility where you keep these animals, or do they go into foster homes? No, they go. They all go into foster homes. The sick and injured ones, most of the time, come here. I keep them here. We have a few volunteers who will take um, 
an injured dog. Um, but what when they do, then that closes them to fostering other dogs for about six months, and so generally those dogs come here. Oh, wow. So you really have your hands full. <laughs> yeah. Personally. And how many of these dogs are your actual dogs that you've kept? Actual dogs right now in my house that are mine. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe nine. Wow. That's well, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell because the, the ones that are here that aren't, you know, they're fosters, they're still mine too. So right, right. right now there are 19 here. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of dogs. Do you have any help at your house? No. Well, (laughs) (laughs) actually, you know, anytime someone wants to help me feed the dogs, it is a disaster. Oh, okay. But you know, if you put one bowl down in the wrong place, they all go, oh, my God, oh, my God. And so, but the dogs do help me. When it's feeding time, they all know where they eat. They all go there. Okay. And it and and it it cuts down on the work, but you know sometimes you're right. It's kind of, I think to myself, what have I done? Uh, <laughs> but the vast majority of the time, I'm just I'm just very happy doing this. Yeah. Well, you must be after doing it all the all these years. And how did you get started in the first place, specifically with Greyhound Rescue? Well. I was working as a middle school administrator, and I loved those children, but I didn't want to go home to anything like them after I came to work. <laughs> so I decided I wanted a dog, and I wasn't necessarily looking for a greyhound, but I was looking for a kind of a dog that had the qualities that would make my family happy, and I landed on the greyhounds. And my first greyhound, Robber, um, we adopted him, and then... It kind of blew up from there. <laughs> oh, wow. So you started volunteering then with a yes, rescue organization? Yeah. Yep. And little did you know you'd be running one <laughs> eventually. Yeah, I, I keep looking for somebody to kind of, but, well, th- right now we have a very, very active board, and the distribution of work when it comes to running this thing um, is very fair. And everybody works very hard, and we have a ton of volunteers. We just have lots of really good people volunteering. Do you need more volunteers to? Always need. We always welcome everybody. In fact, what we do is um, when we bring in the dogs, we call it retirement day, and the directions to where we do that is on our website. And anybody, we've had, um, we've been Eagle Scout projects. We've been. But mitzvah projects. Wow. We have, you know, we really, and bar mitzvah projects, we invite everybody that wants to come, can come. We, uh, anybody that wants to ride down to the track and pick up the dogs uh, is welcome to go. So we're very open. Where's, the, result, where's the dog track, Joyce? Huh? Where is the dog track? It's that's... in Tijuana. Okay. So you, you make the trip down to Tijuana and then you bring uh, the dogs back from the, the racetrack there. And do you have that's any right. trouble? But they're American dogs. The, the, uh, the you know, Tijuana racetrack uh, with Cold Caliente is on the American circuit. So all of those dogs are American dogs. And that track is really kind of a dead-end track. So we try to bring as many out as we can. We have a pet kennel there, which is very nice. The track pays for someone to take care of the dogs there. Okay. So it's a good relationship. So when the dogs come over, you don't really have too much trouble at the border bringing them over because they're all up to date on vaccinations and everything else 
that they need? Well, we have uh, health certificates for all the dogs. Their vaccinations are kept up to date. Uh, we have very little trouble coming back over the border. Um, but then we have to revaccinate the dogs when they get here because um, the, the United States doesn't recognize uh, vaccination certificates from Mexico. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's unfortunate because they're adult dogs and they're, you know, I don't like to over-vaccinate if I don't have to. Yeah, I'm right with you on that. What has been the most amazing rescue story in your entire oh, career of rescuing? Um, uh, most amazing. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you a good story, though. Okay. Okay. We, <laughs> we, um, we rescued a, a greyhound. Her racing name was um, Blue Betty Burrito, and we called her Burrito. She had a broken ankle, her hock. She, We had it repaired, and all of a sudden she got very, very ill. We almost lost her. Everything went well. She's feeling fine. And a disabled veteran uh, and his family made an application to us for a greyhound. And he was interested in the greyhound just because the way I was. Uh, it, it was a personality he was looking for. So they have adopted um, Burrito. He take, he, it's his assistant's dog. He, uh, he takes it everywhere. In fact, last week she went to a Ducks game. I have a great picture. Wow. <laughs> He took the dog with him to the ducks game. Well, he can. You see, he has um, he has PTSD, and they and his he has a service dog. That's his service dog. I see. Okay. Yeah, she has a an army jacket and with hash marks on it for a sergeant and Aww. dog tags. It's, it's really <laughs> yeah, it is. And and the family is just delightful. And we're working. We're beginning to work with them. Um, the group is um, Veterans Addressing America. And um, so they're just getting started, and we're hoping to place more greyhounds with disabled veterans through them. Oh, that's fabulous, Joyce. What a worthwhile project, and it's, yeah. it's great for the dogs, too. Oh, well, it is great for the dogs, and it's great for everybody. Um, we have another one that we we brought in, and one of her her right lip, upper lip, was completely gone. It, it was an accident that happened at the farm, and her, her one of her canines was up into her nasal passages. Oh, that's horrible. Well, she was the happiest little dog. I thought, if it was you or me, we'd be, you know, but she was fine. But we took her to a dentist, and we had that um, tooth removed, and she's happy in a home in Arrowhead. Wow. So, you know, there are good people out there that are, if they want a greyhound, just particularly because of their temperament, that's wonderful. Um, if they want to rescue a dog, which I think everyone should do, that's an added bonus. And then if you look at dogs with um, disabilities, uh, and they also, and those people are out there too for them, we just, uh, it's just a really good feeling about people. And greyhounds are very calm dogs. They they have their moments where they like to play, but for the most part, even though they're really big, they're they're just couch potatoes. Well, all except um, Hannah Banana. Okay. I have, <laughs> I have a dog here that is just, she's a Labrador retriever in a greyhound suit. I, she'll never calm down. But you're correct. Um, and, and, and the problem that's now coming up in, within the racing industry, of course, is it's, it's, it, the racing industry is in a state of decline. 
and people are beginning to realize that once there is no racing industry, there will be no greyhounds like these anymore. Okay. The only place you can get them is um, through a dog farmer, and they're gradually going out of business. And it's not just breeding them. It's the training that they get and the whole package that makes them the dogs that we know. Okay. You know, so it's um, it's a bittersweet kind of a thing. Yeah, I, I know where you're coming from, but, but from my perspective, I'm... With so many animals that don't have homes and so many animals that are euthanized year after year, I, I'm I'm not a big advocate of, of breeding, as you know. Right. And and I'm so glad that there are people like you out there rescuing these animals and, right. and getting them into homes. And I would like for you, in the short time we have left, to let our listeners know where they can see some of the available dogs for adoption. Are they online? Okay, the uh, website is uh, fastfriends.org, F-A-S-T-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. We are in the process of changing over our website, so some of the places you go are a little rough. All of our dogs that we have available are on the website, and you can click on them. Um, If you click on the calendar, you'll see uh, where we're having show-and-tells. We have them at Petco, PetSmart. Um, Sentinella feed anybody that would like to have us come, we come. Yeah. Um, we oh we will be at the um, America's Family Pet Expo in April. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So we're kind of around, and then you know if somebody wants to meet a greyhound, um, and they can't get to any of that stuff, we can work things out as well. Absolutely. And our process is: you make an application, we have a phone interview, we do a home visit. And if all else, if all goes well, we have a profile of all the dogs, and mm-hmm. they have. We have a profile then of the applicant, okay. and we try to match up as many dogs as we have, give people the opportunity to meet the dogs and see how they go. Fabulous! And you've placed so many, and that's just outstanding, Joyce. It's always delightful speaking with you, and I wish you and all the greyhounds a very happy and successful 2014. Well, thank you, Marie. You too. Thank you. It's time for our halftime break, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Shannon McCabe from Rolda, a rescue organization that provides care and adoption services to the street animals of Romania. It's a fascinating story that you won't want to miss hearing about on the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and with me now is Shannon McCabe from Rolda. Good morning, Shannon. It's been a long time. Hi. How are you, Marie? So I am always thrilled to get all the email updates of what's going on with Rolda, but for all of our listeners who may have forgotten what your organization is all about, first of all, let's explain what Rolda is. Well, Rolda stands for Romanian League in Defense of Animals. And what Rolda does is it's a large, uh, couple of large shelters in uh, the country of Romania, and they rescue dogs from the streets and um, rehabilitate them and uh, hopefully eventually adopt them out. Wow. And so um, I work with a lot of uh, 
shelters, you know, here locally in Sacramento where I live. But when Rolda reached out to me all the way from Romania, I thought, well, this is something special. I think I need to check it out and see what's going on over there. And I've been working with them for about five years now, and um, they just do wonderful things for, for the street animals. And uh, Is it just so, dogs, or is mm-hmm. it dogs and cats and horses and goats and, and other animals? There, there are lots of other animals, yes, but mainly what Rolda is focused on is dogs. And I've been reading also that the Romanian government has recently enacted some new laws that are actually resulting in the destruction of a lot of these street dogs. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, it's, un- it's really unfortunate, but they've just passed the law that um, if the animals are stray and they are caught, that they only have 14 days, you know, unless someone claims them, then they are, you know, massacred, unfortunately. So... What Rolda is doing is um, they've actually come up with, uh, you know, a couple different campaigns to try and raise more money so that they can rescue more dogs. Oh, that's beautiful. Because, you know, as you know, it's one thing to get an animal into a shelter, but once you get them there, they're going to need medical care and they're going to need food and they're going to need love and they're going to need toys and they're going to need a bed. And so that's really, you know, kind of what, what we're doing right now during Christmas is we're doing this really cool sponsor um, program so that people in, like, say, the United States and or Europe can go to this website called sponsoradog.ro. That's www.sponsoradog.ro. And sponsor a distance dog. And, you know, same thing like what you hear on TV. You get a little picture of the guy. You get to, you know, kind of learn about them. You probably could get personal emails telling you what's going on about them. And so that's kind of one of our little things that we're working on right now to try and, you know, save as many animals as we can. That sounds very cool. And let me ask you this about Romanian culture. Are dogs considered companion animals in the same way they are here in the United States? Not quite. Um, It's getting better. I, I, I admit that it is getting better, but it's certainly certainly not like it is here in the United States. Here in the United States, they are our babies. Um, you know, we put them in sweaters and we take them for walks, and sometimes they even get to go to restaurants, you know. So uh-huh. in Romania, they are more of, um, don't get me wrong, there are people who love them dearly, but it's just a little bit different, you know. It's uh, They are coming along, though. Okay. And um, one of our U.S. trustees, his name is Merritt Clifton, actually went over to Romania and uh, looked at, um, I, I think he looked at three different shelters in Romania and um, kind of, you know, went over there to assess them and see what was going on and find out, you know, if everybody was kind of doing things in a correct manner. And he really found that these three charities, including Roldet, were doing a really nice job. So, oh, congratulations. Um, yeah, I was really, really pleased to hear that. And he has a, a long story that came out in his magazine called Animal People. And uh, it talks a lot about, you know, like you said, the Romanian government taking over and, and you know, killing dogs. And and it talks about, uh, you know, how these charities are, are doing things right. So it, it was really nice to hear. That's great. Yeah. Do so. these dogs get adopted by Romanian citizens, or do you find that most mm-hmm. of your adoptions are going out to other countries in Europe? 
Um, I would say, uh, yes, most of the adoptions are most likely going to um, places like Sweden. We have one of our shelters over there, and they are doing such wonderful work. Um, some of them go, you know, all over Europe. Um, but, yes, they do get adopted out in Romania as well, but mostly they are being flown out. So it seems like also there should be some sort of educational program to encourage Romanian folks to adopt pets from shelters. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they That's, regularly get their pets to begin with? Uh, I, you know, probably from the street. Oh, <laughs> they're just, okay. There's okay. so many of them. Um, and, and, you know, it's unfortunate, but a lot of the times when animals are wild and they're running around the streets, they can become, you know, violent because they're hungry. Mm-hmm. But what hopefully these charities in Rolda are trying to do is get so many of them in and feed them so that they don't become that way. So, but it, you know, they're making a small dent, but there needs to be a lot more work done. And, you know, there's only a few people out there doing it. So really money helps. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, they are doing this really neat little Christmas fundraising campaign where um, they've raised about 400 euros to give um, small gifts to senior people that have low income that, that care for pets. Oh, or to have their own pets. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's nice, you know, something to give back to the community a little bit. So, What is the general mindset about spay and neuter in, in Romania? Well, mm, I'd say that um, people are learning. They're, they're learning that it is a good idea, and they're learning that if they get a pet, they need to have it paid, spayed and neuter. But not everybody. Okay. Um, their, their news is not quite as good as ours is over here. Mm-hmm. Um but people are slowly learning, and and of course, you know, if anybody was to go to one of these shelters and and adopt a dog, they're going to be you know spayed and neutered already. So that's okay. a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's a big deal. That's the that's the main thing. Spay and neuter your pets, folks. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Here in the United mm-hmm. States, definitely. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. So. And, and you know, I've been to several other countries where I've seen the same type of thing going on, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's so sad, but we're only, you know, a few people, and if we try and make a little bit of a difference, maybe it will help a little, so. Absolutely. Every little bit counts. Yeah. I want to ask you about uh, superstitious belief. I know here in the United States, mm-hmm. some people say that black cats are unlucky, and Black cats have a real hard time getting adopted in some of our local shelters for that very reason. But I've also heard that black fur in general is considered unlucky in Romania. Is that correct? You know what? I've actually never heard that. I'm going to check it out, though. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I think I remember reading that. That's really interesting that it hasn't come up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very possible, Um, you know. Superstition runs rampant in every country. It it sure does, and it's unfortunate that it affects the little animals who have absolutely nothing to do with these human ideas of of these crazy notions of luck and good luck and bad luck. I know. In all honesty, I'd probably go for the black cat first at the shelter. (laughs) I know. They're so sleek. They look like giant jaguars or something like that. I know. I have two of them that have kind of adopted my backyard as their little playground. (laughs) I love them. If if people encounter street dogs in Romania, do they generally put food down for them or, or care for them or do they just ignore them? Well, from what I understand, a lot of the tourists do that. Okay. Um, you know, when you're seeing it every single day and it's 
commonplace for you, it's really not that big of an issue. But when you are coming into something and you're seeing it for the first time, you're like, oh, my gosh, how could this be happening? Yeah, you're going to feed the dog. Uh-huh. But since it's so commonplace, you know, I think there are the special people out there who will put out a bowl of food or, you know, throw some scraps out the window or whatever. So there are the special people out there that are trying to help, but not everybody. So these it's, dogs uh, are pretty malnourished then. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So you have when a they, pretty huge when undertaking when you bring them into the a, shelter. It's a gigantic undertaking. It's, you know, first of all, it's making sure they're not going to try and rip your arm off. And second of all, it's feeding them and loving them and and giving them the the care that they need. And they may need surgery or they may need it, you know, they might have a, a busted paw or, you know, it could be really anything. And so they've done a really nice job. I mean, it, Donna on on Rolda's uh, Facebook page and website does not only show, um, you know, the pretty dogs. It, there are the ones that, that come in that, that don't look so good. She takes pictures of those, too, and sends them out, you know, and it's, it's sad to see, but that's the reality of it. Wow. So, um, but what's nice is when they're getting ready to be adopted out and they're ready to go, they look just like what they do here in the United States, happy, healthy, smiling you know, jumping around and excited. So they've been <laughs> so rehabilitated. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes me think back about what we were talking about earlier, about how the street dogs, when they end up in a shelter, they have 14 days. And I think yeah. about what the likelihood is of somebody going in and saying, hey, I want that malnourished uh, yeah, dog likely, with huh? aggressive tendencies to, to exactly. be my family pet. <laughs> so, I know, it's so sad. How active and are they in picking up the street dogs? I mean, is this a, a huge thing where they're putting a lot of resources into just clearing the streets? Well, a better person to ask that question to would be Merritt, who was just over there. And I would be happy to get back to you on that. Okay. Because they just passed the law and he just went over. So it would be interesting to see... Uh, you know how, like I said, how, like you said, how active that really is. I just well, let's yet. give out your website one more time so that okay. people can check up on all the news, and and then sure. I will let you go. <laughs> our main our main website is rolda www.rolda.org, or you can sponsor a dog at sponsoradog.ro. And uh, we'd love anything. Anything would help, and um, it's really awesome. And keep, you know, sending money to your local shelters and keep spaying and neutering your pets, and one day it will be a perfect wonderland, won't it? <laughs> well, I sure hope so. That's definitely ah, my uh, holiday wish. <laughs> Good luck yes, in 2014, and thanks for stopping by the pet place. Oh, thank you so much. I hope that you guys have a great year. Oh, thank you. And it's time now to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. On Saturday, December 21st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., join Orange County Animal Care in conjunction with Desperate Paws of Orange County as they present a special holiday dog adoption event. 
Dog adopters will receive a $50 discount on their adoption fees as well as free toys and goodies for their new pet. While you're there, have a holiday photo with Santa and the pets you already have or a new pet that you adopt. All attendees will receive a free digital photo. In addition, a printed photo in a Santa frame will be provided with any donation. For more information, call 714-935-6301 or visit www.ocpetinfo.com. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also like us on Facebook. You'll find us listed as Pet Place Radio. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.